Good evening and welcome back to the Quarantine Drinking Team Series here on Bourbon Blog. Tonight we welcome my good friends, fellow Hoosiers from up the road in Indiana. It's Adam Quirk, co-founder of Cardinal Spirits of Bloomington. Good evening, Adam. Hey, Tom. How you doing? I'm doing great. It's great to have you here and uh, you all have been doing so many great things there at uh, Cardinal Spirits distillery in Bloomington since it's all started and uh, we're going to be trying several uh, several cocktails that Annabelle's going to be bringing out and making. I was sipping on some of your tiki rum, pineapple rum, just now as we started this whole thing out. Uh, cool. So many great things from the vodkas to the rums to the gins to the songbird coffee. How many different spirits do you guys have now? Uh, like 700, I think. No, it's I, I think we have 12. <laughs> it feels like a lot sometimes when we're trying to keep things in stock, but um, I think we have uh, 12 SKUs that are sort of in distribution in Indiana right now. And then wow. we have, a, um, I would say, throughout the rest of the country, it's it's closer to like eight. Wow. It's, it's, it's a lot of great stuff, and it's so varied. It's also flavorful. It plays so well with uh, cocktails. You do have some whiskey laid down to rest that'll be coming out at some point, right? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we've been uh, making bourbon and single malt um, ever since we've opened. Um, we have released a, a barrel here and there, uh, but most of it's still sitting. We're only five years old, so most of it's uh, you know full-size barrels just ready to be cracked open. Uh, sometime in the near future, hopefully. Excellent stuff. And for those of you joining us, again, it's Cardinal Spirits co-founder Adam Quirk. Ask your questions. Tweet back to us. Ask down below if you're watching on Facebook, on YouTube. We'll be here for a little while. He'll be happy to answer your questions. And uh, for right now, though, I'll tell you what I'm trying is the Spice Pineapple Rum. And we made it into a mojito, which is really incredible. Uh, tell me about the uh, Spiced Pineapple Tiki Rum. Yeah. Uh, that's that's actually yeah it's funny that's a uh, collaboration rum we did with a uh, a local bartender here in Bloomington. Uh, he works at a bar called C Three, which is on the opposite side of town uh, as Cardinal. And um, a couple years ago, he he reached out to us and and wanted to know if we could make a special rum for for C Three. Um, and so we were already making a rum called Tiki Rum. Um, which uh, is delicious and um, is the base for that that spirit that you've got there. Uh, and then for the spiced pineapple tiki rum, we added uh, it's it's roasted pineapple and roasted ancho chilies and uh, maybe some peppercorns too. Ooh. Uh, it's a it's a pretty interesting um, spirit and uh, yeah, it makes a great mojito. I'm glad you're glad you're uh, enjoying it in that. And so there's Chili peppers in this one or in the? Yeah, yeah. There's wow. uh, there's not much, but there's some in there, and uh, yeah, it really, it it's just like a it's a nice. It's not a heat really. It's just like the fruitiness of the pepper comes through, which is kind of cool. It's really juicy. The fruit is very um, very unique, very fruit forward, and it has that real tiki vibe, which I would imagine there's probably no end of possibilities of tiki cocktails. This would be great in. Yeah, that's right. And then the um, so there's another a light or a white rum that's called Tiki Rum that's also available, um, you know, throughout distribution. And um, that's so that's the base of that rum. And it's it's a really cool rum itself. It's actually we use hefeweizen yeast uh, to ferment 
Um, and we use evaporated cane juice instead of molasses. So it's got some of the more vegetal, you know, it's a, it's as close to rum agricole as we can get in Indiana. Wow. Uh, and uh, so, it, yeah, the Hefeweizen adds some like banana and vanilla and pineapple notes. Um, it's a, yeah, it's a really weird, funky rum, uh, considering that we're not, you know, in the middle of a sugarcane field. So you, those, those elements from the yeast make some real magic happen. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, the other thing is, um, you know, we never add anything after distillation to any of our spirits except for the liqueurs. So all the flavor that you're tasting actually comes from, uh, you know, the yeast, the sugar, fermentation process, and the distillation. Um, so it's you know, there's no sugar or any flavors added after all Nothing that. Nothing else. It's just completely 100% that, which is a little unique. For I mean, there are a lot of for some flavored rums, there's flavored and added, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, most of the rums, well, I shouldn't say most, but a lot of the rums have, you know, either caramel color or sugar or something added afterwards. Um, right. Um, I would say a lot of the more sort of mainstream rums do that. Craft rums, I don't, I, I haven't seen a whole lot of that, but. Right. Yeah. So we see more of that in, in craft distilling uh, because traditionally rums haven't always, I mean, historically they have, but we think about more, uh, Rums being uh, South American, Caribbean, but now with craft distilling, the last five, ten years, we've seen rums from all over the country, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, one of my favorites, actually, in Boston, um, from Privateer, um, Maggie is an amazing distiller, and you know she's actually. I've learned a lot about the history of rum in the United States just from talking to her at the conferences. Uh, Maggie Campbell, she's um, you know one of the best craft distillers yes. in the country. Um, and she actually helped, uh, helped us as we were developing that tiki rum recipe, we would call her and say, you know, if we pitch this kind of yeast at this temperature for this long, what do you think will happen? And, um, that's, a, that's just such a cool thing about the, this industry is, um, there's not a whole lot of, uh, elbowing in the tent at this point, you know, there's, there's a lot of, uh, just free flow, free flowing information, uh, amongst distillers, um, you know, we're a pretty young industry, so I think that's that may change at some point. But at this point, it's great. We just get to bullshit with our buddies and talk about how we're making stuff and <laughs> get to taste all sorts of cool stuff. Yeah, it's great. I know it's so important to see an industry that works well together. And since uh, well, we'll say this since since the shutdown of restaurants, bars, uh, restaurants and bars throughout Indiana and uh, all the places you are. Uh, have been really important to the growth of um, Cardinal Spirits. What's the, what's that been like for you, and what have you guys been uh, been doing there at the distillery? What's it, what's it been like the last month or so? Uh, yeah, for us, it's been it's been weird. You know, I think for everyone, it's been weird, um, but for us, maybe doubly so because we've we haven't been making spirits for the past thirty eight days. We've um, we've completely we turned our distillery into a hand sanitizer factory. Right. Basically, uh, because, you know, we got when I first started making that, um, I think uh, Erica, our media director, posted something that's been 38 days since we made our first batch today. When we first made it, it was a five gallon bucket. You know, we I just pulled some GNS out of a tote, mixed it with some glycerin. I made it according to the recipe that I found on the, uh, the WHO website. Uh, and then, you know, since then, we've we've made bigger and bigger batches and uh, we registered with the FDA and we're, we're making, I think we've made over 30,000 gallons. And um, 
the uh, the amazing thing is, you know, we've we've been able to give a lot of it away. Um, we've had some big organizations buy sanitizer, and that's been able. So it's allowed us to donate a significant amount to, you know, local organizations, first responders, people who, you know, honestly, were just caught off guard by all this stuff, and they didn't have a pallet of sanitizer sitting in their fire station or whatever. And um, so that's felt great. I felt I've, I think me and my staff have felt more um, driven by this sort of mission in the past month uh, than we have in, in a long time. Um, it's been great. So, and then today uh, for the first time uh, in 38 days, we finally bottled uh, spirits again. We got another oh. bottle of wine because the other one was basically ruined because of denatured alcohol going through it. Right. Uh, so we moved that one out to our warehouse where we're still producing sanitizer. And then we uh, initiated our new bottling line yesterday and then bottled our first, we bottled Tiki Rum actually today. Um, so we're back in the alcohol business, which is really so nice back in the spirits. Uh, yeah. Before that though, you never had, had made any hand sanitizer. This was the first attempt for you guys then. Yeah, I, I, I was, uh, I'm, I'm new to the hand sanitizer business. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, it's, it's been, uh, that, that's another example of how the industry has uh, been amazing. You know, we've been, we've been watching very closely the FDA guidelines, which have changed pretty rapidly, especially those first two weeks, you know, at first they were very loose, just like mix alcohol and glycerin and hydrogen peroxide and, you know, try to hit this percentage. And then it's, it's, it's tightened up a little bit over time. Uh, and we've kind of followed it as, as it's tightened. Um, but the, the great thing is um, the, the American Craft Spirits Association has been uh, sending out emails every, almost every day with updates about the guidelines. Um, and Discus has been great. Um, so I don't know, it's just been, it's been amazing to me to see how quickly all these things can, can happen. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just been, it's been amazing to be a part of it all. Yeah, it's so important to see great craft distilleries like yours for their regions, helping fill in the blanks while uh, hand sanitizers on the regular shelves are hard to find, not just for you know consumers, but for those first responders, most importantly. And, and it just shows how valuable uh, craft spirits are to the country in, in so many ways. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's uh, I've definitely felt uh, lucky to be in the position we are that we could help. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, I, I was talking to a friend yesterday who owns a brewery. Uh, Steve Llewellyn owns a, a brewery called Function here in Bloomington. It's a great brewery. Yeah. Um, and he was, you know, as we were parting, he said, oh, you know, at least you, you're making something people that helps people. And I said, well, Steve, beer actually helps a lot. <laughs> so, you know, breweries, uh, I'm sure breweries are, are feeling, you know, especially brew pubs that are that are like restaurant based are feeling the, the pain of this as much as all the other restaurants and right. bars. But um, I know that I've I've drank a lot of local beer lately, trying to support the local breweries, a lot of local wine. Um, I think it's uh, it, more than anything. I think people have realized how important their local businesses and the the small locally owned places are to the fabric of their community. And I hope that carries through after all this stuff, you know, is in our rearview mirror. 
Right. No, I, I agree. It's it's really shown how we can all work together and, and how important it is to, well, have great distilleries like yours making hand sanitizer, but to also know that um, spirits are considered, well, liquors are considered an essential business and people are enjoying it. It's It gives us something to uh, look forward to this, you know, a afternoon drink, whether you're working from home or whether you're just looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, so a couple, a couple co comments on your spirits coming in here, uh, Walter Edwards. Cardinal Rocks, great booze from Bloomington, Indiana. Walter's a big fan of what you do, and, and yeah, I think they, they love your stuff. They there, uh, entwined there in downtown Evansville. Also, uh, Donald Snyder saying Cardinal Spirits is truly an example for all craft distilleries, distilleries to follow. Awesome. And he also is a fan of your cocktail kits which you all have been there's this whole thing of these to-go cocktails that you all yeah. have really been uh amplifying and really talking about because it's something so popular tell us about this yeah so we we have um so we have a couple versions of that uh also hi donald and walter and thank you um uh, Donald, I think, is from I, if that's the same Donald Snyder, I think that might be the guy who runs Whiskey Systems, which is the it is Donald. Yeah, that is yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the software yeah. we use to actually run our distillery. So thanks yeah. for making great software while you're while you're here, Donald. Um, the to go stuff is has been interesting. You know, when we first started, when this when all this stuff started, um, we were selling spirits and, you know, basically we would make um, make a cocktail. We'd make like four or five cocktails bottle it, uh, shrink seal it, and that would be the cocktail to go. And then the ATC, the Indiana ATC said, no, you can't do that for some reason. Um, and so now we're basically selling the the mix. So everything that goes into the cocktail with the exception of the alcohol. Uh, and we're, then we're selling the bottle uh, alongside it. So that's the cocktail kit. And they're really, they're coming up with a new cocktail. Um, seems like every three or four days. Um, New ways to send them home with a cocktail, right? Yeah, yeah, and they're they're doing really well. Um, people love them. They're they're easy. You know, you you literally just pour the alcohol into the bottle and shake it up, and it's good to go. Uh, and then you know, even before that, for for something like two years, we've been selling uh, you know the RTD, the ready to drink canned cocktails. Right, right. Uh, which I have a few of right here. I was going to actually. <laughs> These are really great. The cool. uh, mules, the Moscow mules, uh, kind of yeah. a, the Moscow mules, right? Yeah, yeah. So the Maui mule is uh, it's a it's a Moscow mule with some passion fruit juice in in it. Um, so ginger, vodka, passion fruit, um, really super easy to drink, and it's you know the, yeah the other one's the bramble mule is uh it's raspberry, hibiscus, and ginger. Um, and those those two are distributed, you know, all over the country. Those are probably our most widely distributed product. Um, They're really good. They're such good cocktails to go. Thanks, I appreciate that. Yeah, we uh, we spent a good amount of time making sure that they tasted more like a cocktail and less like a you know malt beverage or something like that. So because it's you know it's real vodka and we wanted to represent our our spirits as best we could. So. Oh, this is that. This is the the base vodka. This is your your old vodka. That's the base of this. Yeah, it's it's vodka. Um, you know, real fruit, real real raspberry, real ginger, uh, real hibiscus. That's in the bramble mule, and then the the like I said, the Maui mule is the passion fruit, um, ginger, and vodka. Yeah, it's great stuff. Good stuff. 
I'm gonna. I may try one of the canned cocktails a moment. I got to tell you, my um, my wife's been doing Annabelle's been doing such a great job. Um, I like making cocktails too, but she's she's had just all kinds of fun with this. Okay, so <laughs> the next one we we made uh, is the cable car, which uses the triple sec and also your lake house. We'll talk about both of these. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, these uh, the wonderful spice rum and the triple sec Valencia. Yeah, and it has the uh, rum, the Valencia, a little lemon juice, a little simple syrup, and a little lemon twist, and it's delicious. This is sort of this is kind of an old school cocktail that's, that's that's amazing with your spirits, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Both of those are uh, are awesome spirits, and that cocktail is very good. Um, yeah. So the Lake House, I'll talk about that one first. Yeah. We were talking about the tiki rum earlier, so this is the the same base goes into this, so it's. We, we ferment and distill uh, tiki rum, which is the, like I said, it's the uh, evaporated sugarcane juice with hefeweizen and yeast, which comes out to be this, you know, interesting, funky, almost rum agricole flavored rum. And then for the lake house, we steep that with uh, a lot of fresh orange peels, uh, cardamom. It's got some chicory root, uh, some black peppercorn, a lot of cinnamon and vanilla. Um, and let that set for uh i think 14 days or it's a maybe. beautiful rum so nice. yeah, it's a really interesting uh really interesting spiced rum it doesn't it's not back sweetened um you know a lot of spiced rum is is sort of sweet uh you know you think about captain morgan it's it's a it's more of a vanilla not, not syrupy but it's you know it's a thicker sweeter rum uh whereas this is uh it's dry it's just dry and spicy uh which is kind of cool and it's i think it's little easier to make a um a classic cocktail with a rum like that than the yeah it's really well in classic cocktails and in all kind of cocktails so nice yeah and then the valencia uh is also based on the tiki rum uh we distill uh we distill it with a bunch of um three different kinds of oranges um a one is a bitter orange a dried bitter orange peel um a dried uh dried sweet orange and then fresh orange peel as well so uh just tons of orange and uh we put them in these big bags that's uh they're like silicone bags that are made to hold uh like cashews or almonds for like almond milk um we just dip those things in the in the rum in a big stainless steel uh tank uh and let them sit in there for uh quite a while that one takes a long time to make um, and it takes a lot of oranges. Um, but yeah, I mean, it comes out uh, as this delicious, uh, you know, triple sec, basically. Um, yeah, and those two things together are pretty awesome. It's a really it's a really special triple sec, very elegant. I mean, it, and it works well in margaritas and all kinds of cocktails you would use triple sec in. It's beautiful. It's really nice stuff. Yeah. I, I, I love yeah. this cocktail. What, uh, you know, it's a uh, name for somebody's lake house, or is it... Uh, uh yeah um so yeah initially you know we were looking at all these different rums on the shelf and they all had these like oceanic uh you know sea voyage sea captain type uh <laughs> names and we're in indiana we don't we don't have any uh we don't have any access to the to the ocean yeah, any waterway really i guess you can go up lake michigan but uh we were just playing around with that and just called it lake house because it's we, we have lakes here so we're just gonna go with that that feels that feels like good idea. It felt right to us, yeah. I like it. I like it. But I'm sure your your uh, 
your rum has been taken on a sea voyage at some point. Someone has um, had a sea voyage with it. Oh, I've yeah, I've definitely taken one. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> All right, uh, one of our one of our mutual friends wants to say hi, Chelsea Sanders. Oh, hey, Chelsea. There. Uh, so good to see some Indiana folks, some whiskey folks. Yeah, that's All great. kinds of great people uh, watching. Yeah, you know, when you all first started. Um, in Bloomington, I mean, for those people watching, a lot of you all do know Bloomington is where Indiana University is. Uh, if you didn't know that, now you do. That's where uh, IU is. How has the um, how has it been in a college town with obviously uh, students that are you know thirsty for you know good products and just with the whole vibe? I mean, how's it how's it been growing in a college town the last five years? Uh, it's been, it's been interesting, you know, when we when we first started and we were sort of pitching this idea to investors and and honestly to ourselves as we were trying to think through the viability of of doing this. Um, that was a big part of it. Is um, you know we're in this college town. Obviously, when we were in college, we realized we remember loving to drink, so we were like, well, this is a no brainer. Um, and then we kept on enjoying it, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> And, and what we found though, really over the past five years is we do have a lot of uh, special occasion type uh, college student visits, but right. most of what most of our clientele and, and customers are, if they are related to the university at all, they're, they're either uh, grad students or, um, you know, staff. Right. Um, and so it's, it hasn't been necessarily um a driving force behind you know the success or failure of our business sure it's just been a um it's been a sort of tangential uh part of our customer base right. uh but yeah i would say that we do have a ton of of um really big fans at iu and you know my co-founders went to iu all three of them so uh, I'm the lone Ball State guy, uh, and I didn't graduate anyway, so who cares? <laughs> it's a great vibe, though. Great town, and and the distillery is is something uh, really special. Uh, the location it's in, the bar there. If if people when it is does open back up, uh, give us an idea of what what a tour like is there, and what what your bar is like. Yeah, it's uh, it's cool. We do we do tours. Um, on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, uh, and they're usually pretty packed. It's it's a it's a fairly small uh, distillery. We're only forty five hundred square feet, but we're really right in the heart of well, we're we're just southwest of sort of the, the heart of downtown Bloomington. Uh, we're right on the B Line Trail, which is like the main uh, north south pedestrian thoroughfare uh, through town. Uh, so there's a ton of foot traffic. There's a lot of bicyclists who come by park their bike in the, in the bike racks out front and come in, sit on the patio and have a cocktail. Um, the food's incredible. Uh, and then, yeah, we have a rotating cocktail menu. They, the bar manager, Maria, um, rotates every season. And actually we, we usually do five rotate, like five menus per year. Cause we do like a special holiday menu too. Um, so it's always something interesting and new. It's just a really good way to experience craft spirits. Um, uh, it's just, you know, it's it's the best way I think to be initiated to into the world of craft spirits oh, yeah. is, is having like a a really well made craft cocktail. Oh yeah, and that's and I mean I, the the way that your spirits are designed to be cocktail driven, but also just beautiful by themselves. Uh, the the rums and just tasting that that triple sec by itself, it's beautiful stuff. I mean, this is really. Thanks. 
Yeah, great stuff you guys are making. And um, and I should also say I've noticed on your Facebook page, your Twitter page, one of the things you all are doing uh, since COVID is happening is you're saying, hey, you know, this is the number of, of bottles that we hope to sell today that we want you to come support us as a community to support our distillery. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, you know, that's uh, that's been it's been really well received, which is great. Um, we, we started doing that, um, pretty early on. I don't know, maybe three weeks ago. It might've, might've been a month ago at this point. Time is a, a very fluid uh, thing at this point, but um, it really is. It, it's, uh, it's been great. You know, we were, we've been talking about this. Um, Bloomington is a very, um, sort of local first community. Um, but we also have a lot of like chain restaurants and, and, you know, people, people buy a lot of things from um, companies where the, the money doesn't stay in town. And what we've found is that uh, people really love the, the transparency of us saying, this is really what we need. Um, and you can be a part of helping us, you know, keep our staff employed, keep the, the product flowing. Um, and people have really stepped up to the plate and it's been, it's been awesome. It's been just so cool to, to see that and, and to be uh, the recipient of that um, sort of loyalty uh, from the Bloomington community. It's been, it's been really amazing. That is, I think that's so, that's so important. That's wonderful that you're, um, that you're being forward and, and just honest and saying, this is what we, you know, we're hoping to get because this is how craft distillery continues to, um, sustain itself, especially during a time like this. I think that yeah. might be something that, um, and I think everybody's doing it their own way, wherever they are, and that's great, but maybe they can, other craft distilleries can take a lesson from that. I mean, I think that's something that hopefully will catch on. Yeah, I mean, I who knows? <laughs> I think it's it's definitely possible. It's just, uh, it's so hard to predict the future, but, um, you know, it's, I hope that, I hope that this sort of, um, transparency in, in business um, can catch on. And um, right. I mean, we, we didn't invent it, obviously, but it's uh, it does seem to be a, a successful way. I, I told Erica, our, our um, you know, marketing director the other day, that's it's definitely the most successful uh, social media campaign we've ever run, uh, <laughs> you know, in terms of revenue, because obviously all of our sales are online now. So it was a little bit, right. but um it's amazing, you know. It's just amazing that that uh, people have have just really stepped up to the plate and and kept kept us kept us rolling. Absolutely. Uh, another question here uh, from someone watching: uh, What's the most uh, for you the most unique, exciting city that your spirits are in now? What are you most excited about? Where are you most excited to be? That you uh, yeah, I mean that's easy for me. It's New York. Um, that's been We've been distributing to New York for three, three years, I guess, uh, four years now. I think we started in 2016, but um, I spent most of my 20s in, in New York and I just have a deep, deep love for that city. Um, and it's hurt to see what they're going through out there, uh, but I can't wait to get back. That was uh, before all this happened, you know, I was... I was going to New York every every other month or so to um, to hang out with our uh, our sales rep there and, and hit all the accounts and uh, distributor meetings and um, it's just a it's just a 
beautiful, amazing town, and really nice. uh, I can't wait to get back there. Any any favorite uh, bars where your spirits are that you like going to while you're there? Um, well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> the, uh, the, the problem, I mean, it's super fancy and I would never be able to afford it if I wasn't a distiller <laughs> who was getting free, free drinks. Uh, but the aviary is, uh, on yes. Columbus circle. Uh, and, uh, Marcy Anderson is the, is the head bartender there. And she was originally at Danielle, uh, Danielle Balud's restaurant. She yes. started using our Terra gin and, um, it's just one of these like fairy tale experiences getting a cocktail at the aviary and this, you know, the, the huge 20 foot windows looking out over Columbus circle. Um, it's just, you know, you can't, you can't, uh, can't even put it into words what that feels like. That is cool. No, great place. And it's, it's so nice to see, um, bartenders across the country that have, uh, take it like, like the aviary that, that have taken on, um, your spirits. I'll tell you this. I, and I think I may have told you this when I was, um, cause I hosted a lot of whiskey tastings on my whiskey educational series called why whiskey. I do a lot in California and I do make a fair number of stops to Palm Springs. And I was in a bar in Palm Springs. I can't remember the one. It's a really cool cocktail bar. You may even know it, but I saw your vodka there and I'm like, I know those guys and they're from Indiana. I am too. And, uh, it was cool to see uh, your products there. The, it was the Pride Vodka there in Palm Springs. Yeah, yeah. We just uh, we just started California distribution about a year ago, and I, I, you know, I actually haven't made it out there yet. But our distributor is is doing a, a bang up job out there, which, as you know, in this industry is is kind of rare to say. But right, um, right. But they're they're doing a great job getting a lot of placements for us, and I, we we're getting a lot of. Um, you know, social media posts from California, uh, mostly in, you know, LA, San Diego area, but, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's super cool to see, to hear about things like that. Um, we get a lot of, you know, emails where, when can I get this in Portland or Seattle? And, um, you know, obviously we want to be everywhere, but we're also, we're small and we want to make sure that we're not, um, we're taking care of the distributors we're already with. Right. Part of the long line is, you know, getting more more of those states and, and cool cities. Right, right. And how, tell me how many total uh, states are you in again? 14, I believe. That's quite, yeah. that's quite a good number. In D.C., yeah. So. Yeah, and for those of you watching that want to find uh, Cardinal Spirits, I, I would imagine they can locate your spirits there on cardinalspirits.com? Yeah, uh, you can click on the Spirit Finder link in the in the website, um, and then if you're if you're not in one of the states where we distribute, which um, you know California is really the only one west of here, we're you know Illinois, Indiana, sort of the Midwest, and then the Northeast. Um, if you're not in one of those states, you can go to um, Warehouse Wine and Spirits, which is a, a company in New York that ships our stuff all over the country. Warehouse Wine and Spirits. Yep. Yeah. And definitely check these guys out. Try some of their amazing products. Uh, some of the best people I know in the business and some of the best, I think some of the best branding. I mean, you're, I love, first of all, I love your logo because I get really into like the branding school that, you know, sure. it's, it's like great logo, great packaging. It always has been since you started Cardinal spirits being that came from what the name of that came from. Uh, well, so it's a state bird. Uh, State Bird of Indiana. Yeah, and it's also, I knew that. I wanted to make sure you said it. <laughs> it's the mascot. Uh, it's the mascot of Ball State. But really, 
what we were finding, what we were thinking about in the early days, is it's also the, the state bird of like 15 or 17 other states. Uh, so we're like, oh, no, this will be great. When we start distribution to multiple states, they'll think, oh, this must be a local distillery. It was a little far-fetched, but uh, <laughs> we love it now. Yeah, it's cool. Cardinal's a great bird. No, they, they really are. We, we spot them out here just where I'm sitting right now uh, sometimes. Okay, so I'm not by everybody watching. I didn't finish all these cocktails back to back. Annabelle just wanted to make several things with several of your spirits. Um, one of your favorite, I mean, every, I love everything you do. Love the Songbird coffee liqueur. It's such amazing stuff. Uh, and it's so versatile, right, in so many different cocktails. Sure. For a coffee liqueur. Uh, we've been experimenting with some coffee coffee co like boozy coffees using this using a little yeah, whiskey yeah. It's really real nice and then so this is the cocktail i'm doing now is the um berry brambler which is 2.5 ounces of the bramble vodka and then a half ounce of the songbird coffee liqueur this nice. is delicious together tell us tell us a little bit about both of these sure uh, yeah, so the, both of those are based off of our, uh, the base spirit is our vodka, uh, which is made from white grape. It's kind of an interesting vodka. Um, and then for the coffee liqueur, we actually just make like a cold brew vodka, um, or sorry, cold brew, yeah, cold brew coffee vodka. So we put right. uh, a bunch of fresh roasted coffee into a, uh, a big barrel with uh, vodka, let that steep for two weeks, and then we do uh, a reduction of... Uh, cane sugar, more uh, coffee, and water, and then we just blend those together. Oh, and uh, bourbon vanilla beans too. So it's really it's those four ingredients. Really. Nice vanilla too. There's there's that nice coffee and vanilla working together. Yeah, yeah. It's it tastes like like a you know like a fancy coffee drink kind of you know without having to make a fancy coffee drink. Yeah, it's it's so good. And the bramble is something that's very special that expresses Indiana as well. It is, yeah. Um, in fact, Pam Hoffman was asking uh, if any of these spirits are inspired by uh, early drinking days in Southern Indiana, and this is definitely the one. Um, so uh, me and Pam went to Memorial together. Uh, and, uh, Bramble is based on you know my experiences walking in the forest. Um, basically black raspberries grow anywhere the sunlight touches the edge of the forest you know it just black raspberries grow wild all over here in southern indiana right um, and so we would pick those and eat them all the time and um my you know my grandpa would make black raspberry pie and things like that so that was just uh an easy kind of a no-brainer uh infusion for me to make and i started making that you know, well before I had a distillery, I would buy vodka and um, and put black raspberries in there to make my own like home infusion. Um, and then when I got the distillery uh, and started started Cardinal Spirits, uh, it was it was an easy transition to to sort of scale that up. So we use black raspberries, and then we actually add a little bit of hibiscus too. Um, it adds a nice color, and it also adds some tartness, um, and then a little bit of agave nectar um just to, to give a touch of sweetness but but that's it and it's yeah it's it's the most indiana thing uh we make probably other actually as soon as i said that i realized we make a honey <laughs> the honey schnapps is like those um, are great too yeah 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 those are really nice 
Yeah. And, and just the brand, just the bramble, even for people who don't drink like flavored vodkas, just by itself, it's like a great like aperitif, just very, very fresh, very expressive. It's just really nice. With this coffee liqueur, it's just killer. I mean, that these two are so complimentary. Yeah, and, very uh, good coffee. Yeah, and that coffee liqueur just just goes so well in so many things. And when I see the bottle, it, I feel like with a lot of your bottles, it kind of feels like a turn back to like the 60s, right? Or the 70s. It kind of has that retro feel. Yeah. And, uh, it, uh, it's based, so our, our label design uh, is based off of um, old farmers' field notebooks. Okay. Um, and there's a really great website. Well, I, we, I use this, this brand called Field Notes. It's just a little pocket notebook. Um, and the guy who started that company posted this blog post 10 years ago or something where he just, he had been collecting agricultural notebooks. So like, you know, John Deere or some seed company would hand out these notebooks every year to the farmers and it has a little calendar inside and it's just a notebook where you take, take notes about your crops. But the design of those labels, of those notebooks was, was just so beautiful. Um, and so we used that blog post as sort of inspiration when we're creating our labels. Um, and Ryan Irvin, who's a local designer, his company's called Current, um, helped me design those labels. I mean, he did, he's the one who did the design. I sort of chipped in ideas as he was working. Um, and that's where, that's where it came from. It's just a, it's a really beautiful label. And I, yeah, I, I'm proud of it. Yeah. They're all, they're all really great labels. It just it gives a whole, whole vibe of something that's that has a retro kind of historic feel um which i like it makes me feel like you know this this is some this is the spirit of something that's been around for a long time these flavors these ideas that are all that have all evolved into something new and, and different and very uh, special but uh that um yeah that's the, the berry brambler we'll put all these uh cocktail recipes along with this video up on bourbonblog.com so everybody watching uh, can see these cocktails. They're also up on cardinalspirits.com. So many other cocktail recipes are. So be sure you check that out. And uh, for anyone who's just joining us the last few minutes, the nice thing is this video will be up permanently wherever you're watching. So you can go back a little ways and pour yourself something to drink and, and watch the whole thing. Um, as we, um, as we, you know, as we look towards the future of, uh, you know, what, what will this, uh, mean for you know craft spirits in general i mean there, there is some concern i think that uh you know we don't know how long this lasts right um covid you know how what will it be like when we get back to normal but you know what are your thoughts for how this will change the way we do things for buying spirits uh looking at crafts distilleries picking their products versus uh bigger name products how do you how do you think it'll change the future and and what do you hope to see um supporters of, of good liquor, you know, do with, uh, with what's happened? Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, you know, I have some ideas about that stuff. I, I would say, you know, the, the biggest, the biggest trend I'm, I'm seeing, and it, it, it's really with this coronavirus has just accelerated. It is just right. the move to more, um, you know, online slash delivery services. Um, I think there's going to be, that's going to continue. Um, and, you know, for, for better or worse, that means that the, the independent stores really need to get, um, get on, on that train. And I think some of the, some of the stores are going to do it and some of them may not, 
Um, uh, as far as, you know, you know, back to the sort of local craft distillery um, and how those folks are going to fare, um, you know, the, the, the lesson that we've taken from all this is just to, to listen to what the market is telling you or your customers or whatever you want to call it um, and, and try to move as fast as they are because that's really what's kept us up and running is just being able to, to, to change direction pretty quickly into, you know, whatever day by day, basically, um, whatever the, the government is allowing us to do, whatever the, you know, the virus is preventing people from doing, um, and trying to serve them in the best way we can. Um, I don't think that's, uh, you know, I think that's, that's capitalism 101, I guess, but it's, it is, um, it's working well for us at this point. And I think, I think a lot of distilleries are probably in the same boat, um, you know, with the sanitizer part, you know, it's just such a, such a weird thing to happen, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's been, it's been wild. I think, you know, when you, you were saying, um, what's the future hold for, uh, for craft distilleries. And I, I think the, um, the distribution landscape is changing so much. Um, and it was already changing before this, um, with consolidation. I think that, uh, maybe, you know, one good thing that could come out of this is more direct to consumer laws being right. either written or repealed, you know, uh, to allow distilleries to just sell to the people who want to buy it directly. Um, you know, Kentucky, uh, changed the law recently to allow this. I know there's a couple of their states that did it too. Um, it just makes so much sense because, you know, especially for small batch products, like, you know, we release a single barrel of bourbon. How many bottles are coming out of that? A couple hundred bottles. And do, does our distributor really want to pick up? You know, we have to go through this whole process of like submitting this skew and all these things. And it's just, you know, there's, it's only going to be 200 people who get to buy this thing anyway. Why can't we sell it direct? Like they would probably rather us do that anyway. So I think that, um, uh, that's probably going to change in the next year. Just you'll see more craft distilleries being able to sell direct, which is great. It's what wine and, and beer have been doing for years. So it's, right. it's good. No, you're absolutely right. And, and so as you look at Kentucky, those people who are watching from Kentucky, you can actually buy a bottle from the distillery, right? Yeah. As, as far as I know, I don't think that the law has, has gone into effect yet, but it got signed. And then, right. you know, at some point in the near future, it'll, it'll go into effect or maybe it, you know, I, I haven't followed it that closely, but I, I was following the legislation and, and it basically says that a distillery can now sell just like the wineries in California. Right. You go on the wine tour, you take, you taste you the wine. Bottle, yeah. That's the way it is in, um, in yeah. But in Indiana, that's not the case then. It's not yet, but you know, uh, you'd like to be able to sell them in your uh, in your distillery. Well, so we can sell. Yeah, so I should clarify: we can we can sell direct to the consumer from our distillery. What I'm talking about is shipping, basically. So right. you're delivering uh, a bottle to someone down the street, which we can't do legally right now, right? Or or mailing it to someone in, you know, someone in Newburgh who maybe can't right. find some random spirit that we that we make that isn't widely distributed um 
So yeah, I mean, I think that's that's good for everyone. It's good for consumers. Like, yeah. So I, and I don't, a lot of the things that have happened, you know, since COVID, the cocktails to go in different states. I mean, I think that hopefully consumers will say, okay, now we've gotten used to being able to have some of these these uh, freedoms. Let's get behind this and push this, but we got to keep after it. Once this is over, we got to remind legislators, lawmakers, um, politicians that this is important to keep you guys going. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I like that. That's a good. That's good. That's a good answer. I've been asking everybody that question. I think it's so important to talk about. You know, what is the impact of this? Because we all know that. You know, most of us that enjoy spirits, which I think most everybody watching does, we're enjoying them at different times of day. Maybe we're enjoying different ones. We're trying. We're trying out different things. Let's continue to make it easier for us to get those. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. This is great. Thank you. So, this is great to have you joining us, uh, Adam, tonight. Yeah. From Bloomington, Indiana, uh, on our quarantine drinking team series. And everybody who's been uh, interacting, a lot of great comments below. Uh, thank you all so much for watching. And again, people who want to learn more about you can find it. What's the website again? Yeah, cardinalspirits.com. And the best place to order it online is what was that place again? Um, yeah, so if you can't find it in our local in your local market, uh, you can go to Warehouse Wine and Spirits. Um, they're a New York-based retailer, but they ship all over the place. So, excellent, that's great. And we are going to keep this video up wherever you're watching it. Uh, it will be up permanently, so make sure you like this, share this, share the good word. And uh, as soon as you guys get back up and going with tours, which hopefully uh, you know sometime in the near future, we'll come join you guys again. Adam, until then, uh, great job on what you're doing with the hand sanitizers. I saw if you uh, if you buy a uh, a bottle of your spirits to go, you get a hand sanitizer free thrown in there, something like that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, you can actually just come up and get free sanitizer, but yeah, sanitizer, right. automatically if you buy something. Yeah, you you get that. So if you're uh, if you're near Bloomington, make sure you go support these guys and get some good spirits to go. Cool. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you very much. And uh, Annabelle inside, she did a great job making these cocktails. A lot of good stuff. We'll put these up on our website. Um, and also, I'm going to have one of these here next. One of your canned cocktails. These are awesome. I see I see folks doing these uh, in California, but I mean, I'm not seeing too many quite this good that are this special. So again, it's the Bramble, it's the Maui, and then you do a, is it a vodka and soda you do? Yeah, the other one's just plain vodka and soda. Just right. Crisp, clean vodka. <laughs> Very nice. Thanks, Adam. And thanks to all of you who are watching. And join us again tomorrow night. Same place, 8 p.m. Eastern. I'll have, actually, we're kind of at a rum theme this week, Adam. I'm going to have Plantation Rum on tomorrow night. Cool, cool. My yeah. buddy, uh, Guillaume Lemay uh, from Plantation Rum will be on. And then it's our friends from Sespe Creek Distillery from Oxnard, California on Thursday and then Friday. I'm going to have to look at who's Friday. So join us again for all those watching. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. All right. Hold on one second. We'll see if we can.